Loading Erica's podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Live from New York City, it's the Erica Finn Show. And your host who gets up close and personal with celebrities from the stage and beyond, Erica Finn. Hi, everyone. I'm Erica, and welcome to the show. I'm here tonight with Broadway actress, singer, and film star Lisa Howard. Lisa has appeared on Broadway as Diva One in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Missy Hart in 9 to 5, the musical, had nurse in Lincoln Center's revival of South Pacific, and as Rona Lisa Peretti in the 25th annual Putnam Counting Spelling Bee, for which she won a Drama Desk Award for Outstanding Ensemble Performance. Lisa made her feature film debut as Shaban in The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2, and has also been seen on television in Ugly Betty. In 2011, she released her debut solo CD, Songs of Innocence and Experience. She is currently starring as Jenny Steinberg in the upcoming Broadway musical, It Should Have Been You. Whew. Nice resume. <laughs> Lisa, welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Having good. a nice day That's... off after a long week of rehearsals. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. Are you guys uh, in your show... Um, it should have been you uh, starts and previews March 17th. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. We have one more week to go in the rehearsal studio, and then we get to uh, go to the theater. Are you feeling ready, or is it this type of thing where you never fully feel ready until it just happens, kind of like studying for an exam? <laughs> well, kind of, only because so much changes. Not changes, but you have to you, – there's a lot of stuff you can only figure out once you're actually on the, the physical – set and with the costumes and everything there's just so much you can mime <laughs> in the rehearsal studio so you know it's a whole other ball game once you begin your tech rehearsals okay so the first the those those rehearsals start before previews or is the first night yes. actually on the stage okay yeah yeah no we have like a whole week where you know all the lighting is set and you you know, you work out all the uh, entrances and exits and figure out what you're doing <laughs> in the actual theater before an audience sees the show. I would think that's when it really, I mean, does it feel real to you now or is that when it's really going to kind of hit you that this is, you know, that the moment's here, the show's going to Broadway? And probably, yeah. Once we step on the stage, it'll feel a little more real, but it was great. Um, we had we had yet to have done a run-through, and yesterday afternoon was the first time we went from beginning to end without stopping. And I was like, oh, how's this going to go? Are we gonna re-? And it was great. And we were all like, huh, well, that went well. You know? <laughs> so, so that always feels really good. Yeah, it's got to be the best feeling. It's got to be. Now, are you originally from New York? No, no. Um, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and um, then I went to college at the Cincinnati Conservatory um, in well, Cincinnati. Um, so I'm an Ohio girl. Oh, I'm a Michigan girl. Go Midwest. Oh, I love it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you studied at the College Conservatory of Music. What was that like? Um, it was exactly what I needed. You know, it's an intense program and it's very focused on you know honing your skills and um, preparing you for coming to New York and all of that stuff so I mean it's it um, the program has changed a little bit but it's you know it's a very it, especially when I was there it was a very competitive um, intense uh, 
program. It was really fun. It was really hard and, you know, all of the above. Um, but uh, I, I wasn't one of those type of people who could just you know, graduate from high school and, you know, I'm going to go to New York and make it showbiz. You know, I, I needed yeah. <laughs> a college experience. But I know some people who just did. They just went to New York and started doing it. But that definitely wasn't me. <laughs> And does that is that um, conservatory prepare you specifically for theater? Yes. Is that what it's set up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Specifically so for like, theater and musical theater too. You know. You so take, what age you know, did you know that theater was you know the route you wanted to pursue, and how did you know that? Well, from a young age, I loved it. You know, I would. Mm-hmm. My parents would take me to shows. I would listen to, you know, my albums, <laughs> actual record albums. Do you, remember, you know. <laughs> do you remember what your first show was? What was your first, the first show? I don't specifically remember, but I know I remember my parents. I saw Cats. I saw Annie, like tours that would come through our area. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw shows like that, um, community theater shows. Um, and then I did show choir and I took voice lessons and, you know, but and I knew I loved it. Didn't, but I didn't really say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do until probably, you know, my junior year of high school. And then that's when I started looking for musical theater programs and really honing in. But, you know, probably from late elementary school, I really fell in love with it and just kind of kept doing whatever I could, you know, singing choirs and my high school shows and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, was your family, I, I did have the you, bug. Uh, yeah. Did, was your family supportive of it, or did they want you to go, like, a more risk-averse route, like, you know, no, being a they doctor or accountant? Or... Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's helpful, so they really, for they sure. They really were. They were very excited for me. They're still excited for me. They're my biggest fans. <laughs> so how long have you been in New York now? I came to the city in... Uh, the fall of 1997, after okay. I yeah. uh, graduated from CCM. Yeah, I got my equity card that summer at the at the Muni Theater in St. Louis and came to New York that fall, along with the rest of my, you know, graduating class at CCM, which is only, after all the cuts through the years, you know, maybe... Can't, I'm guessing, but it was like 12 people, <laughs> you know, because they start out with, at, at least at the time at CCN, you start out with, you know, 20 or so kids in your class. And through the years, you know, your freshman, sophomore, junior year, kids slowly get cut from the from the program. <laughs> That's what I mean by Oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, you know, so, yeah. So I, I uh, started out there in um, 97. Do you think going through that program prepared you better to deal with, like, the stress of, you know, like the audition process in New York and all that kind of stuff. Did you think you were in a little bit maybe of a better place for that, having gone through that program? Probably. I mean, I can only imagine, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. things were most definitely not handed to us, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. We really had to work for it and stick through it and go through all that emotional kind of turmoil and angst that you do on a, you know, quite often basis here because there, it is a lot of rejection and knowing how to pick yourself back up and say, like, you know, because there are some auditions where you leave and you're like, that was the best I could have done. Great. You felt good about it. And, you know, okay, well, there's, you know, 
they must be looking for something else. And then there are some auditions where you're like, whew, I wouldn't hire me, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and you learned how to pick yourself up after that too, because they both happen. Still, sometimes I go in and I nail it, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I was not in the room, <laughs> you know, I don't know what happened, but I wasn't there, you know, and you just kind of learn from it and uh, yeah, going on. So what have you, what have you learned? I mean, is it just a matter of nerves on that particular day? Have you found any kind of pattern to what gets you in that zone where you feel like you've performed at your best? It's all about preparation. Preparation. Mm, okay. Like, it, 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 I found that I didn't do as well when I haven't had the time or I didn't make the time to know the material as best as I could. That's, that's for me, that's what it comes down to. It's inside from just like I guess looking through the you know the lines that you're going to have to read. Like, what's your preparation Some, process? Well, sometimes every audition is different. Like, you typically mm-hmm. have a book of material, your audition, your book they call it. You know, the, of songs that you know you could get up at nine in the morning and go to an audition at ten, and you could sing any song in your book. You know, like those prepared. You've been doing them. You know what you're doing, but um, a lot of times for auditions they send you material from the show. And so you'll have to learn a new song or two new songs or three new songs and a scene or two or three. And it's being prepared and trying to make the best character choices from what you're gathering from the material given because you're not always given the whole script. You could just be be given one scene and you have to go in as an actor and Try to make good choices <laughs> and try as much as you can to be prepared with the material. And so for something like It Should Have Been You, it's a new musical. It's not like you can research how it was done before. It's not a revival. What was, right. um, what was that audition like for you? Well, to be honest, I I actually never went through an audition process for this show only because in its early stages I had done different readings of it and so I don't remember how I ended up being asked to do the first one it was a presentation at NAMP um, the National Alliance of Musical Theater and they, they they have you know like part of a show parts of different shows that get to be presented in front of producers and different theaters and things and it's a really good uh place for new works to get kind of showcased and it's funny I mean it's been years so I honestly don't remember <laughs> what the initial connection was I think actually Barbara Anselmi the composer I think I had worked with her somewhere at NYU some some connection and she called and asked me if I would do this NAMP presentation of her new musical and it involved you know maybe half of the show or, or a third of the show. was It was just short presentation. But from then on, as they proceeded further, I got asked back again to do another reading and then another reading and then another reading. You know, So I've been kind of with this part through its different stages for several years, more than several, quite a few years. Um, and then... Uh, I got, you know, I did the, another reading when it was finally uh, David Hyde Pierce directing, and then we did the production at George Street. So I never went through the audition process like, you know, most of the cast, half the cast has 
gone through now that it's cast, but only because I've been with the show in its different incarnations for, for quite a while. How did you find out that they wanted you for the, that it was A, going to Broadway, and that they wanted you for that role? Uh, well, I was kept in, in contact, um, you know, with the composers, especially since it was at George Street, um, you know, basically I had a pretty good idea that they wanted to keep me on in the part, um, you know, but I didn't officially hear until my agents got the call. But I knew from the composer and the director and the lyricist, you know, that um, that uh, that they wanted me to continue in the role. Now, your character is Jenny Steinberg. Um, mm-hmm. What's her, tell me a little bit about her character and about the show. Sure. Um, it revolves around a wedding, my sister's wedding. I am her older sister, and I uh, play, I, I am her maid of honor, actually co-maid of honor, because her other good friend is a maid of honor as well. And um, basically, it's kind of been a whirlwind wedding, and I have helped her in a matter of months plan this enormous event. And I've you know, done everything I could to make it happen for my sister. I, I'm the, the sister who kind of takes care of everybody else. And mm-hmm. um, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but throughout the wedding day itself, things keep going wrong, and Jenny tries her best to appease people and keep the peace and keep the ball rolling to get this event, go, you know, to keep it going and to and to have her sister have beautiful wedding day and um, things are revealed and people show up and who aren't uninvited. And it, it's, you know, the comedy of errors. <laughs> but I, I don't want to give too much away. But, um, you know, mayhem have ensues you, and uh, we try to keep it, you know, keep it all together. Is your role, the you know, are you more the, the I mean, it sounds like it's a comedy, but are you like yes. the straight to to the funny, or are you the funny to the? What's your your character's personality? Well, I think in this show, they're all straight characters, and life okay. just happens to be funny. Okay, you know what I mean. It's no uh-huh. one's like purposely funny. Everybody Got has it. their moments of, and it, it's all because everything is played in a real way. You know, yes, some of the lines are funny, but I think the great part about this cast is that everybody is just playing the truth in the moment and that these funny these people and these situations happen to be funny. <laughs> you know, um, that's mm-hmm. the great part about about this ensemble of, of um, people that um, David and uh, Tara Rubin casting has, have put together. Um, we really learned that in our run through yesterday, and it was just, it was great. And that we can, it can only get better. Um, but uh, yes, so some of the lines are really, fun. it's it's hilarious. Brian is Brian Hargrove, the writer. He he's so witty, and um, it's you know there are some really funny witty lines, but it's how they're played in such truth that makes them that makes it funny. And so David Jenny Hyde is, Pierce, you know, Jenny is, uh, now I was going to say David Hyde Pierce is directing the show. I mean, that must be incredible. Mm-hmm. What is, what's it like working with him? He is great. 
I, I've never quite worked with a director like him. He he makes the room a very safe place to try new things, you know, and he will pull you aside and say, okay, why don't we try this? You know, he's not the, he, he's an actor himself, so he knows what you need. Um, he, you know, there's no like, oh, you did it wrong. You know, there's no yelling at you. There's no like, uh-huh. you know that line yet, you know. Um, he, he knows how to why, get. Is there a lot of that in the theater world? Just a lot of. Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from an actor's point of view, it's like oh, it's 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 so fun in rehearsals. Like I'm never nervous. I'm never you know like trying to prove myself. Of course, I want to get it mm-hmm. right for me. So that makes a much more free, creative environment where you're not afraid to fall on your face and be like, what? Well, Okay, that wasn't the best choice. Let's try something new. You know, like you're, it's okay yeah. to do that. And I think you get a much better result that way. And it's a phenomenal so. cast. I mean, Tyne Dale, Harriet Harris, Montego Glover, Sierra Bogus, David Burka, the list goes on and on. Um, I mean, how has it been working with such a talented group? Everyone has just really stepped up to the plate and and made it, it's not, what all of these actors are smart actors. It's not all about, no one's trying to overshadow anybody. It's a, it's a wonderful ensemble piece, and everyone does such a good job of playing with and supporting each other so that, you know, when one person opens a door and another one's closed, everyone's just is strong enough and has enough presence, boom, now they take the stage. Now they, there's no weak link. You know, so that's what's amazing about this uh, cast of people, that it's a really good ensemble and you feel safe in each other's presence. <laughs> you know, you know, there's, uh-huh. no, there's no upstaging. Everyone's very giving on stage. And that, you know, that only makes the scene better and more connected, more emotionally connected, and, you know, therefore, I see, you know, reaches the audience more because they can, we're we're connected on stage. You know, no one's out for themselves. (laughs) Now, I love hearing about, when I talk to my guests, like, some mishap that's happened during one of um, their shows, and I was curious if there's anything that comes to mind for you that's happened during one of your previous shows. Um. Well, I, just when you said that, I thought of the, when we did the production of this of it should have been you at George Street. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't happen to me, but I was there on stage. Um, the one character, uh, Brian, who's the groom, at one point he's hiding from his mother-in-law, future mother-in-law, and he jumps into a closet. And when he went to come back out, the closet door got stuck, <laughs> so he was literally dropped <laughs> in the closet on stage. And oh, it was. <laughs> hilarious and uh, he like basically had to like kick the door down to get out of the closet on stage I mean I don't remember now exactly what he said but it was it was really funny and the audience loved being a part of that you know and seeing oh gosh what are they going to do how are they going to get him out you know (laughs) so he was literally trapped I think the audience loves when you know, when you have that moment where you see something humorous too and you break character for just that second and you get that smile. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
to just have, you know, it makes you human. I mean, I was at It's Only a Play yesterday, and Matthew Broderick had this one line, and it was really funny, and the crowd was laughing for a long time, and then he just started to smile, so everyone was laughing more, and it was like a great, real moment, you know, that you yeah. can't replicate. Um, and it was, it was great. So I love those moments. If that happens to you during your show, how do you, like, because at some point you gotta you got to snap back. How do you recenter yourself if you're kind of oh, find yourself you laughing just, or <laughs> distracted? No, I'm trying to think. I don't know. You just you just do it. Someone or something, like whether it's you forget a line or <clears throat> something happens with a prop or, you know, whatever. I guess you, it just depends on the circumstance. But, you know, there's that thing about you just gather yourself and continue on in the story. Because then once the play gets going again, you're fine, you know. Um, I don't know exactly how you do it, but you just, you you have to or the, <laughs> the or pressure kicks trouble. in. <laughs> yeah. If you weren't an actress, what do you think you'd be doing? Now, do you mean like if I had never been an actress or if I stopped being an actress? You know what I mean? Like if I had you know, I hadn't thought about that actually. Um, Because now, you know what? Having having done what I do, so now I might, you know, which I often do on the side now when I'm not in the show, I, um, I teach voice lessons and I do, I coach young performers. Um, and I'm also a, uh, a plus-size fit model, so I do that. So I would probably just keep doing those things. Um, but had I chosen a whole other career, you know, that's a different thing. Like, I probably would have maybe been a teacher like my mom. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually, yeah. I do enjoy, I do enjoy, um doing master classes and teaching voice lessons and doing coachings like that. So I know that that oh, great. kind of teaching side is in me. So had I not decided to do this, that would have been a good choice for me, only that I know now that I like I like teaching and I like seeing when the student gets it. You know, it's thrilling when you're like, yes, yes, that's it, that's it, you know. Um, so, you know, I like uh, I like that. So, yeah, because that's always a tricky question. It's like, hmm, if I had never done this or if I stopped, yeah, that's you true. know, it, it, it's two different things. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, now I have to ask you, Cody, that's our show mascot, Cody. <laughs> um, Hi, Cody. I have, to, I have to ask you about, and he's excited about this too, apparently, um, about, hold on one second, we'll cut that out of <laughs> Sure. Um, I have to ask you about Twilight, or or all your Twilight fans will be mad at me. Um, how did that role come about to be in uh, Breaking Dawn 2? Well, it really was out of the blue. I I had just signed with a new manager. I had never had a manager before. Um, and uh, I guess the difference between an agent and a manager is they don't have as many clients and they can specifically <clears throat> find things that are a little out of your box. And, it, you know, like, so she read the breakdown for this role in Twilight. And, <clears throat> and if you read the breakdown, it's me, you know, so it, they must not have found who they wanted in LA. So they started auditioning actors in New York. 
and she called me, and I was such a huge fan of the series. I had read all the books, and I, she called me and said, oh, I have an appointment for you for Twilight, and I was like, oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. So cool. I was like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Oh, my God, that's so cool, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't, I hadn't, you know, I auditioned mostly for theater, you, you know, so the TV and film stuff that comes my way is more few and far between, and especially not a big blockbuster hit like the Twilight series. So I was like, this is awesome. So basically I read the scene. It was like one page of a scene. She had set up through a casting director friend of hers to just come to their casting office so I could put myself on camera. They read with me. I, you know, I did two takes. They chose the best take. They sent it to L.A. And the next week I got the call that I was in the movie. Wow. I know. Wow. It was... (laughs) crazy. I was like, you are kidding me. What? It was just bizarre. But I just happened to be what they were looking for, you know? So, yeah. And what was that experience like? I mean, you're filming a movie that has such a fierce, loyal following, you know, with box office records that have been broken left and right. Like, what was that like? I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome that that was my first you know, film experience. Um, and I was I was glad that my character of Siobhan in the book had more of a part to play. You know, in the book, the characters are a little more developed. But in a movie setting, especially because her power wasn't something physical or tangible that she could see, she um, mm-hmm. could, like, will a situation to go her way. That's not a very actionable thing to film. You know, so... Uh, my role, like I really, I had one line. Like I, I was kind of glad in a way, only because I'd never had to shoulder anything like that. I just loved kind of sitting back and I had to be present. You know, I was in a lot of stuff, but I didn't have much to do, which I was fine with. Because I was like, oh my gosh, this is all new to me. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. So I was just kind of playing along, you know. Um, but what a great experience. What a What a learning tool to get to watch all of this, you know, because we shot for a couple of months. I was down in um, Baton Rouge is where we shot a lot of it. And uh, some of it was shot up in the Vancouver area. But uh, so I really got, you know, great training, if you will, (laughs) what it's like to be on a huge movie and a huge set and, you know, all that stuff without having too much responsibility, (laughs) you know. Yeah, no, it's Watch and learn. Yeah, and that's it's yeah. It sounds it sounds really neat for sure. And what yeah. was um what was opening night like when the film finally premiered? Oh, oh, it was great. I mean, I had gotten to go to the premiere of Breaking Dawn Part One, even though I was only in two. A lot of the cast overlapped, and we shot it. We filmed it at the same time, so I kind of knew what to expect. You know how the red carpet would be. Um, but then the second time, the next year, when when Part Two came out. Um, you know, and people actually knew who I was. I was like, this is crazy. Why do you know who I am? You know? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it must have felt surreal, especially if you're a fan of the book. You know, it had to have just been surreal. Um, uh, On another note, um, a question that I ask all my guests, what's one thing you would like to tell your 15-year-old self? (laughs) And I'm getting deep here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's okay. 
Um, hmm. That's a good one. I guess it would just be like, it's okay. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. And don't, you know, don't doubt yourself. And mm. also don't judge yourself so harshly. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I, you know, I was very studious too and I, I worked really hard and I mean I had fun too but you know try to lighten up a little bit I guess <laughs> and don't uh, you've got you advice know. for yeah good advice for 15 year old right I mean we're all we're all a little hard on ourselves at 15 for sure totally you know wh- whether it's you know I'm not pretty enough I'm not tall enough I'm not thin enough I'm you know blah 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 all of that stuff you know, that confidence of that you don't gain, that you don't know at 15. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you can only mm-hmm. know from from years of life experience that, you know, you are good enough. <laughs> you don't have to prove anything. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. I think that's, you know, any teenager could use that advice. But that's something yeah. that you have to learn on your own. Sure. And I think that's the thing that we all, right, the main thing we all have to learn on our own is we mature. Totally. It's almost time to go. Before we go, okay. I have a game called 60 Seconds Speed Through. So I'm going to okay. rapid fire some questions at you, and we'll try and get through as many as we can in 60 seconds. All right? Okay. Coco, can I say pass? If I don't uh, know an answer, can pass. I say pass? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can. You can. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Coke. One word that describes your experience working on it should have been you. Awesome. <laughs> o- oceans or mountains? Mountains. Cats or dogs? Cats. New York City or L.A.? Ah, nah, cats. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy Fallon. That's the that's been I think the theater industry that's been across the board. Jimmy Fallon. Um, Funny. How do you de-stress? <sighs> a good uh, drama series on TV. <laughs> the Walking Dead. No. <laughs> curl up on the couch with some good TV. <laughs> What's on your iPod? Oh, nerd. Show tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be invisible or able to fly? Oh. <sighs> Pass. <laughs> what's this? What's this? What show is this line from? No day but today. I don't know. Oh, rent. Yes. I have one almost stumper in there. One way you live life to the fullest every day. Uh, enjoy the time with my kids, because I know this this young age won't last. Oh, that's 60 seconds. Lisa, thank you so much for being with me today. Thanks. This has been great. All right, thank you so much. It was fun. Yeah, it's so fun. Uh, Go see It Should Have Been You at the Brooks Atkinson Theater in New York City. Previews start March 17th, and tickets are on sale now. So go get yours today. You can find out more about Lisa at lisahowardnyc.com. Facebook on Facebook at Lisa Howard or on Twitter you can follow her at Lisa Howard NYC. 
Thanks for tuning into the Erica Finn Show. Follow us on Twitter at Erica Finn for behind-the-scenes picks and stories. Hope you have a great night, and we will see you next week. You have been listening to The Erica Finn Show. We would love to hear from you. Contact the show with any guest requests or comments at the Erica Finn Show at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter.